the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, and you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. And you know, one thing I love about this radio show is I'm pretty connected to our listing audience. And so via FaceTime, uh, I'm sorry, by Facebook, via phone, via cell, uh, uh, text, uh, email, uh, I, I can hear from our graduates. And yesterday's show called Good Grief uh, had incredible feedback. And by the way, if you have not listened to yesterday's show, uh, how dare you? Uh, so you can go at any time, wait till this show's over, and then go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. Uh, John, uh, within an hour of our show being off the air at noon, uh, he has it posted there so you can listen to that show, yesterday's show, and all other archive shows right behind it at your own leisure. Uh, but you can listen to this show live anywhere in the world. And we got listeners in Sao Paulo, Brazil. We got listeners in Uganda. We got listeners in China and Russia. And so all you got to do is live stream right there at the great station there at Minneapolis, St. Paul. You can go uh, Freedom 157. So freedom1570.com, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's Minneapolis time. That's Dallas-Fort Worth time. That's middle of America time. Uh, And it's over at noon. So we call it an hour of power. And so today we're going to continue on the conversation that we had with yesterday's show called Good Grief because I didn't get to as much stuff as I wanted to. Uh, First of all, I'm right here on the uh, website for National Institute of Mental Health, uh, NIH, part of NIH. And it says mental illnesses are common in the United States. Nearly one in five U.S. adults live with a mental illness. 51.5 million uh, in 2019. Mental illnesses include many different conditions that vary in degree or severity, ranging from mild to moderate to severe. Two broad categories can be used to describe these conditions. Uh, AMI, which is any mental illness, and SMI, which is serious mental illness. Now, I want you to think about the figures there. 51.5 million in 2019. Why do you need to know that? Because this is all pre-COVID. This is all pre-corona, right? This is well, this is when we still thought uh, that corona was a, a good drink on a Mexican vacation on a beach, right? That's when we thought corona was that. Now we know corona was a a virus that was released from a Chinese lab in Wuhan uh, to basically destroy the U.S. economy and remove Donald Trump from office. But now that that's all aside, uh, we can focus on actually what we're talking about today. 
And so 19, uh, 2019, 51.5 million. That number is about triple now. Uh, when you look at what we did, not just the, uh, the, the coronavirus, which was basically a bad flu bug, uh, and now we're forcing a, a experimental vaccine. It's not even a vaccine. It's a treatment with uh, stuff that we've never had in a vaccine, you know, modified RNA and all that. Uh, we're forcing that on a, on a, a sickness that is uh, a, little bit di- a little bit above the flu. Stunning, and yet we don't know what complications, implications in Israel right now because they force everybody to get uh, the injection. Uh, they're having a lot of young people who got the injection having heart problems. Uh, there's a lot of things. I've listed to doctors who are pro-vaccine, who uh, are very active in the vaccination process, saying that this is a mistake. They should not be given this. People should not be taking this vaccine. It's amazing, though, where the government wants to pay you money and reward you for taking this vaccine for something that has the same death rate as the common flu. Something's not right here. But again, that's for a different show. And so today I want to talk about walking in grief with others. Very, very important. And by the way, I want you to know we, this is a mandate. I want you to know this is not an option. This is not a choice. Uh, we are told these things. You know, I always go back to the word. You know, uh, James one twenty seven, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. Ready for this last part? There's an and here. It's called a conjunction. And to keep oneself unstained from the world. How about Philippians 2? All right. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind amongst yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. Listen, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Why does this matter? Because remember Cain and Abel? Remember when uh, God was speaking uh, to Cain? And I think it's Gen- uh, Genesis 4.9, he said, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And remember what, uh, what Cain's response was? It's the first time he ever heard it. He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And yes, I want you to know. We are our brother's keeper. We are to be the example that Christ set for us. Don't you get it? Christ walked in our shoes. And Galatians 6. You know, Galatians is called the, uh, the, the Magna Carta of the gospel by uh, Martin Luther. It's the freedom gospel. And uh, 6 verse 1 to 4 says that, or 1 to 3 says this, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in spirit and gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Here we go, verse 2. Bear one another's burdens. And so, by doing this, you fulfill the law of Christ. Matter of fact, the third verse says this. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Are you getting the message yet? See, this thing called pain. Every single human being has pain. Think about Isaiah 53. Jesus was called the man of sorrow, familiar with pain, familiar with grief. And I love John MacArthur's talking about pain. He says you can exercise and sustain personal leadership only to the extent of your capacity to bear pain. If you can't bear your own pain, 
then you can't really lead. If you can respond to and bear only the pain of your family, then your family represents the full scope of your leadership potential. If, however, by God's grace, you can recognize and bear the pain of those around you, then the breadth of your leadership potential is limited only by the scope of your burden and your capacity. Remember, my forte is leadership training. I've been doing it for 30 years. Go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. I'm also a pastor, so I eat scripture. And from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. I don't plan on sharing scripture. It just comes out of me. But also, I have the disciplines of science and psychology, transactional analysis, neuro-linguistic programming, multiple intelligences, logotherapy, constant never-ending improvement, emotional intelligence. And that's what we're going to go into today. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow said this. He said, believe me, every man has a secret sorrow, which the world knows not. And oftentimes we call a man cold when he's only sad. Pain creates a chasm for joy to fill up, ladies and gentlemen. C.S. Lewis put it this way. Getting over a painful experience is much like crossing monkey bars. You have to let go at some point in order to move forward. And if you ever had a little child on monkey bars, you know you also need to help them to hold their legs, to swing them for them, and to help move their arm from one bar to the next. And I'm going to suggest, ladies and gentlemen, that that's what we need today. We need leaders that are willing to walk a mile in people's moccasins like Christ did. We need leaders today that are willing to allow people to experience grief, to help them experience it, process it properly, and then move beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't need to be lonely at the top. If you're going to the top, how many people are you going to bring with you? And part of that is the ability to have emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason direct to the right person in the right way. And that's where we're going to go in depth in when we return. I am Black. We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Oh, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Dad, guess what? What? 
You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit my three quotes online. That's my three quotes. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Live in life like it matters. That's what it's all about. We all have one life to live. And we've been given gifts and talents. We've been given drama and trauma. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, God trusts more people than others. You know, if you go to the book of Job, uh, it's very clear that God, when he was talking to Satan, when Satan was basically accusing all mankind that no one loves you, God, they only walk with you because you give them stuff. And God said, I believe in Job. He said, have you considered my servant Job? And uh, Satan said, ah, but he does this and this because you bless him. And then he says, okay, go ahead and take his stuff, but don't touch him. So he, he did well. And so then Satan comes back in. And he says, okay, go ahead and hurt him, but don't kill him. And see, God said, I believe in Job. And one thing I learned a long time ago in my walk with God is God trusts some people more than others. God trusts people to go through pain. And one thing I learned is that God cares how we suffer. God cares how we suffer. Do we do it whining, complaining, griping, or we do it to the glory of God? And please hear this. I haven't got this figured out. I'm not saying I do it all the time. Matter of fact, probably stumble in that regards um, more often than I'm successful. But it is a process of learning. You know, uh, I think it was uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, that's this quote comes from Bonhoeffer. He says, there's nothing that can replace the absence of someone dear to us. And one should not even attempt to do so. One must simply hold out and endure it. At first, that sounds very hard. But at the same time, it's also great comfort. For to the extent the emptiness truly remains unfilled, one remains connected to the other person through it. It is wrong to say that God fills the emptiness. God in no way fills it. 
but much more leaves it precisely unfilled and thus helps us preserve, even in pain, the authentic relationship. Furthermore, the more beautiful and full the remembrance, the more difficult the separation. See, one thing I've experienced with people is that we all have pain. Differing degrees, you can say your pain's worse than this pain. How dare you say that your pain's worse than another's pain? You don't know what another person goes through because you can't walk in their experience. Yeah. And we live in a time now where where some people, if they're black or brown or if they're gay or if they choose to do this or that, somehow their pain is more important than other people's pains. It's just silly. It's stupid. But yet somehow the stupid has become wise and the wise has become stupid, which is what the Bible says Yeah, is uh, one of the telltale signs of the end times. And so two things I wanted to introduce to you, very important as we learn to walk with others in grief, because that's what today's show is about, because there's a lot of grief out there. Remember, grief is a pain associated with loss, Uh, loss of a life, loss of a dream, loss of hope, loss of innocence, right? Loss of our country. There's a lot of people in a lot of grief, let's be honest. Uh, and it's hard. And, you know, we got to realize that there's a grief cycle, five stages of grief, right? There's denial, there's anger, there's bargaining and regret, there's sadness, there's acceptance. It can be a little different for some. Some could say, you know, it's a, uh, it's a guilt in the Sometimes there's a little bit of guilt, you know, but there's lots of different things. But what we got to realize is pain is pain to people. And discouraging people or blowing off their pain like it's not that big of a deal uh, is not really what we need to do. You're not helping anybody. You're not building any relationships. And so two things I want to work with you on just to set a foundation for what we're going into today is emotional intelligence and perceptual positions. Now, first, perceptual positions, you got to realize that there's only three ways to see any situation. Uh, Remember, when God always gave us choices, if you read the Bible, he always gave us two or less, life or death, blessing or curse, um, wicked or wise, uh, blessed or unblessed. There's only two choices. God knows that we're easily confused, And, and the devil's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. Because when we're confused, we don't speak up. When we're confused, we don't step out. When we're confused, we don't act up. We don't stand up. We don't do anything. We walk with trepidation. We don't defend our position. Uh, we don't speak up because what if we're wrong? What if I say the wrong thing? That's what we, we live in this world today, where all the other side has to do is call you a racist to shut you up. They say you're homophobic or you're a hater. You know, that's, they go to those things, and somehow that's supposed to shut you up. That's supposed to be a, a beach ball slap, you know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, a female dog slap, you know? That's what it's supposed to be, but they call you racist. But see, if you know who you are, if you know why you're here, and if you have fruit in your past, it shows that you've helped many, no matter what their skin color, no, mo- no matter what their socioeconomic background, no matter what their ability to give back to you then people can call you whatever they want. That doesn't define you. Other bitter, hateful, racist people calling you names doesn't define who you are. Your actions define who you are. God's seen everything you've said, everything you've done, everything you haven't done. God knows every thought. God knows every intent of your heart. 
Who cares what other people think about you? What matters is what does God think about you? And see, God gave us an example. Remember, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Jesus said, listen, I'm your example. What I do, you do. And so we need to realize that what God did is he came down in the form of man, right? He humbled himself. He gave up his Ferrari and he stepped into a Fiat or a, a you know, a, a Nova, Chevy Nova uh, from the 70s, right? He, he got off his uh, wild horse and he got onto a, 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 a colt of a donkey, right? He, he humbled himself and he walked a mile in our moccasins. God among us, Emmanuel, God in us, God with us, right? And so we need to realize, and that's why you need to know the three perceptual positions. There's only three of them. Keep it simple, soldier, right? A good leader is a great kisser. K-I-S-S. It's an acronym. Keep it simple, soldier. Uh, keep it short and simple. Uh, my dad used to say, keep it simple, fecal cranium. There's an S there. I promise you, that's there. You just got to figure out what it means. Fecal cranium. There's a big S right there, right? It's going to hit the fan if you don't pay attention. You got Amen. my point? <laughs> yeah. Amen. So keep it simple, soldier. There's only three ways to see any situation. First position is from self. We naturally live there. It's by our default position. We see things through our eyes. The problem is most people get stuck. And what's lacking today is not justice. What's lacking today is understanding. Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, it doesn't make sense we're in a position of a better relationship. There's very little understanding. We live in a me world, a pity party. Everybody's a victim. We get our, our, we get our DNA tested to see what percentage of a victim we are. And the problem with a victim is they're high maintenance. The problem with a victim is all about them. The problem with a victim is they, they the only time they get any attention was when their life is falling apart. Stop so it. guess what is happening all the time? Yeah, their life is constantly falling apart. So they can claim the victim. So they'll get free stuff. So they'll get accolades. So they'll get someone come up and rub their back. It's okay. We love you. It's going to be okay. Come on, people. We're supposed to be grown-ups. supposed to be adults. We're supposed to put our big boy pants on, our big girl pants on. And so first position is seeing it through our own eyes. And if you get stuck there, it's called ego. You're right and everybody else is wrong. Welcome to today's America, Joe Biden's America, where basically, unless you're a conservative, unless you're a white Christian, uh, that you're right and everybody else is wrong. That there's a second position. Second position is called other. And second position is proverbial uh, empathy. It's actually not assuming, not guessing, but actually getting out of your own experience and actually stepping into someone else's experience to step into their map of reality. See, that's the only way we can get true understanding is to step into somebody's map of reality. Now, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to even respect it. I get it. But you've got to step into it. You've got to put it on so you can have understanding. Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense we're in a position. It's possible that we can have a better relationship. Now, you want to move in and out of second position, but you don't want to get stuck there. Because if you get stuck there, you're a sucker. Everybody else is right and you're wrong. Third position is overview. 
That is like watching on a videotape, watching on a DVD, watching the situation from an overview, seeing you and someone else interact. Why that has value is it's dissociated. You're not emotionally involved. And it's those three positions. And by the way, you don't want to get stuck in third position either because then you're detached. You're unemotionally involved. The key is to be moving in and out through the three positions. And that's what, as you're walking with people in grief, you got to know the three perceptual positions. And the second thing you need to know is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person in the right way. And this is what changes lives. And we got so many people wrapped up in going to college for 40 years because they think IQ is everything. Do you know EQ compared to IQ is far more important? You take a fourth grade child, their emotional quotient is a better barometer for their success than their intellectual quotient is. And so we have to have emotional intelligence. And again, our role model, our guide, our Jesus, our way, our truth, and our life, he was the ultimate picture of emotional intelligence. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about walking with others in grief. And after the break, I'm going to go through what that looks like. What are some of the steps you can take to walk with people as they go through their grief? I am Black. We'll be right back. Go change your diaper, baby. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare, and what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch, too. You can start saving each month, which is huge. But right now, they'll waive your joining fee. You'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. You got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number 844 94 Bible. That's 844 94 Bible. 844 94 Bible. 
Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. If I told you that I loved you, would you turn Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and we are back to radio that helps you be under construction. Remember under construction, don't you? Being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the corporate world, we call that lean manufacturing. We call it lean sigma. We call it six sigma. It's constant and never-ending improvement. Some of the work on Dr. W. Edwards Deming. So all of our training is based on that, uh, and this is the radio show is based on that. And uh, if you listen to podcasts, we do a bi-weekly podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever format or platform, just uh, search for like it, living life like it matters. Living life like it matters. Uh, and then you'll find a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, Mondays is Story Time with Mr. Black. A good story with some uh, mood uh, embedded in there, if you will, uh, with a good moral a, a teaching uh, at the end of the story. And then Thursdays is a full show where I cover uh, lots of topics and uh, go in depth. And so today we're talking about walking with others in grief because there's a lot of pain out there. Uh, and it requires some emotional intelligence. See, a lot of people haven't processed their own pain. You know, in my leadership training I've been doing for 30 years, I've walked intimately with uh, over 10,000 people. Uh, and I've realized there's a commonality in most people that we have deep pain. Uh, and another commonality is most people have not properly processed that pain. And so we need some emotional intelligence. Uh, now, uh, Dr. Dan Goldman, who is one of the founders, kind of like the original guys who started doing the research in emotional intelligence, says... Without emotional intelligence, a person can have the best training in the world, uh, an incisive analytical mind, and an endless supply of smart ideas, but he or she still won't make a great leader. See, unlike our IQ, our emotional intelligence is something that can be developed and improved with training. Uh, and it, we gain discernment. And that's my background. I'm a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. And that's why I can do the deep structural work that I do with people. Uh, and if you want some one-on-one -on -one work with me, uh, just email me uh, at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. M-R period B-L-A-C-K at likeitmatters.net. 
So emotional intelligence is described in Wikipedia as the ability to identify, assess, and control the emotions of oneself, of others, and of groups. Now, Dan Goldman identified five elements of our makeup that we could attribute to emotional intelligence, okay? Self-awareness, you know, how do we understand our own moods, states, emotions, and how they impact our behavior? That's, again, uh, being aware of who you are. Uh, number two, self-regulation. What a concept in today's America. Not a lot of self-regulation going on. How good are we, are we at thinking before we act? Are we able to control our moods and impulses in order to avoid our behavior having negative consequences for us and others? How about motivation? You know, what moves you? How strong is your desire to relentlessly pursue your goals? Uh, what are your general energy levels like depending on what you're doing, right? Empathy. This is a big one. It's what we're really hitting, one of the main ones today. How easy do we find it to see another person's point of view? Can you walk a mile in someone else's moccasins? Can you understand the emotional makeup of other people, even if you don't agree with it? Can you understand it? Boys, a leader, I say many times, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I can't agree with it, but I understand it. I wouldn't act that same way, but I get where you're coming from. And lastly, Dr. Goldman says social skills. How easily are you able to, to build rapport and find common ground in order to improve your relationship? And that is so key when you're talking about the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And it's so critical because today we got everybody on the outside judging everybody on the inside, right? And what we need to do is start understanding. And so grief defined is keen mental suffering or distress over affliction or loss, sharp sorrow, painful regret. And remember, there are stages of grief. And so properly allowing someone to go through those stages of grief is really important. They need to process it. At first, there's uh, some denial, maybe some numbness, some shock, uh, maybe some avoidance, if you will. And then we move into what's called bargaining. And these can be labeled differently, but it's a process. I want you to get the process here. And then we can become to bargaining. You know, it's a stage of grief where it might be marked by persistent thoughts about what could have been, uh, you, know, it's not, you know, all that stuff. And then we get sad about it, depressed. In this stage, we begin to realize and feel the true extent of the death or the loss. Uh, and then we get angry about it. And this stage is common. It usually happens when we feel helpless and powerless. Helpless and hopeless usually creates anger or the willingness to die, one or the other. It's extremes. Uh, and then lastly is acceptance. In time, we come to terms. And by the way, you know, I, I'm talking about the loss of a, a, a parent. You know, I got a, a guy who went through my training, struggled mightily uh, with f a family of origin issues. Dad was abusive. Mom worked three jobs and died early. Brothers and sisters beat on him. I'm just terrible life in Thailand. Comes here. 40 years old, struggling with alcoholism, uh, has a child, him and his the child's mom separate, divorce, and she's using the child as a tool, all this stuff, and he comes into my training, alcoholic, depressed, uh, kicks alcohol, I talk, start talking to him two weeks before he stops drinking, the training solidified, he's no longer drinking, uh, he now is walking with God, I sent him scripture every day, I prayed him into the kingdom, all that, and he's doing great. Six weeks out of my class, doing well, changed man. And then he gets an email or a text from his sister and brother who he has no relationship with, says, Dad's dying, you need to get here. And just throws him in a total, his dad was a piece of crap to him, abused him, abandoned him, all that, treated his mom like garbage. And yet now he's distraught. He's shaken up. 
Now, anybody can sit there and say, dude, it doesn't matter, man. The guy was a terrible man. You had no relationship with him, but you can't do that. So I've got to walk with him and process with him and allow him to go through these stages and at the right time feel where he's at. Is he beyond that part of the stage? And then talk to him and reason with him. And we've been doing that. It's been about two weeks now, and he's coming out of it. But it would have destroyed him. He said, I would have killed myself or killed my dad. I would have told, you know, I had him write a letter, the old you, what you would have said to your dad when you found out he was dying. And then the uh, the new you, what letter would that new you send? Uh, and that was transformational for him. And one was hatred, vitriol, uh, you deserve it. And the other one was, I'm sorry, uh, man, I, you missed out on knowing me. Uh, I forgive you. I love you. Uh, I'm walking with Jesus now, and man, I want you to have the same peace. I mean, totally different letters. But I had to walk with him and allow him to process it perfectly. So you need to understand that there are ways uh, for you to help people. So first of all, what things might help resolve grief? First, you got to acknowledge uh, and accept both positive and negative feelings. You know, you can't fix it right away when you're walking with someone. You need to let them feel and walk with them and don't feel the need to fix it. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes just understand, feel their pain, feel their sorrow. I don't care if it makes sense to you or not. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself. That's why I say, if you have not processed your pain, how can you walk in another person's pain? Because you'll want to fix it, you'll want to stop it, you'll want to, because you feel so uncomfortable in pain, and then you're going to screw it up and do damage and maybe cost yourself a relationship. So you've got to allow plenty of time to experience thoughts and feelings. People need to confide, confide in a, a trusted person about the loss. They need to express feelings openly. I would always recommend journal entries. Write down what you're feeling. No wrong or right, no good or bad. Don't edit, don't cross off. But just pour out what's going on in your head because there's going to be a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. And someone should be journaling all that because there are parts of us. And those parts of us don't want us to forget something. And so they'll keep it going on in your mind over and over and over. And once you've written it down, you basically give yourself permission to not keep running it over in your head. There, sometimes people need to find support groups. Maybe you can help them find one with your church and maybe attend with them. Whatever it is. But... Remember, too, it's okay to cry. I, I, I'm blown away by some men that just are not okay to cry. And as soon as someone starts crying, they shut down. Or as soon as someone starts crying, they want to fix it and stop them. Don't. You realize how shut off people are? You realize how much people have stuff, 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 and then they snap? Man, it's healthy to cry. It's healthy to let out emotions. Remember the shortest verse in the English Bible is Jesus wept. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, his soul was under death. He sweated blood. You got to know. Sometimes people might even feel that they must grieve for that person that has passed away because if they don't, it's as if they're not honoring the person. And that's why this gentleman I was just talking to, you know, his boss wanted to get him to stop feeling so down. And hey, your dad was an SOB, wasn't nice. That wasn't the approach. See, this guy had changed, and he was so afraid of becoming the old self, and he knew the old self wouldn't care if his dad died, but he wanted to be the changed person, the new self, and he wanted to feel that grief because it showed that he growed. He was, he was a better person. 
So sometimes you got to let them feel that and walk with them and understand it and encourage them, and they will come out of it. And then lastly, you want to ask them, remind them, the person for who you are grieving would not want you to be overcome with grief, would they? Would they want you to feel this way? Here's a good one I do. If, you, if the roles were reversed and someone else lost you, someone close to you, that person lost you, what would you tell them? Would you want them disheveled? Would you want them emotionally bankrupt? Would you want them able not function? What would you tell that person if the roles reversed and you passed on and they were still here? So today on Like It Matters Radio, what I want to do is give you some tools, some strategies on how you can walk with others in their grief. Because emotional intelligence and having second position, having some empathy with somebody, not only will help them get through this experience in a healthy way, but it'll also solidify your relationship with them. So I'm Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we'll talk about walking with others in their grief. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Do you understand at all what I'm saying? Do you realize that this is a big problem? What's the matter with you? I think your brain is going soft. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Voiceover, zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the radio.com app. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And if you listen to podcasts, just search for Living Life Like It Matters, a bi-weekly podcast. And if you want to change your life, my two-and-a-half-day Leadership Awakening experience will teach you everything you need to know to live your life like it matters. Go to likeitmatters.net, and you can see we do one class a month. We keep them small, uh, 8 to 12 people. Uh, in two and a half days that will rock your world, that will change your heart, change your mind, change your life. And if you're interested in the Word of God, then I send it out daily all over the world. All you got to do is go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. You'll see today's entry, and then you'll drop down the bottom right. They'll see a button that says follow. Hit that button, and it'll open a little a window that you can type in your email address. And every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, when I post it, it'll be sent right to you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about walking with others in grief. We live in a time in America where we're emotionally unintelligent. You know, everybody's clock, clock, clock walking around crying, complaining uh, about life ain't no fair and life is hard. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I eat scripture. I eat it daily. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not being mean. I'm just being like a father figure to you. Read the good book. The good book will tell you two things very clearly. Number one, life ain't no fair. I wasn't born 6'2 in a Kennedy. And number two, life is hard. Matter of fact, God says there's two paths out. There are two gateways. One is wide. A lot of people are on it having a lot of fun. Look around. Look, the church is on it. Look around. The world is on it. And he says it's leading to destruction. But he says there's another path. It's a narrow path. And he says very few are on it. Matter of fact, he says very few will find it. But he's very clear. He says it's hard. And he says seek that one. So quit looking for the easy life. If you're looking for easy Go to a bar on Friday night at 1 in the morning. You'll find easy. And easy's not eternal. Stop whining. Easy's not uh, lifelong. Yeah. You don't want the easy button. It's made in China with lead paint. You can buy it at uh, one of these office supply stores for about 9 bucks plus uh, tax. You want the go button. You know, the go button is from a, a, one of those uh, slot racetracks. You know, you snap that racetrack together. It's got a slot that runs around it. Then you have a car with a little metal stud stick on the bottom. You take that stud sticking on the bottom of that car, and you put the female slot in the track, and then you grab the controller. And the first thing you notice, there's no directional device on it. There's only one button. And when you push that button, it brings power to the track, and it makes that car go. And you know where that car goes? Wherever the track is laid out. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to have a track. you got to have a pattern. you got to have a reason to get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again. When I went to Promise Keepers years ago, I remember one of the guys, he said, you know, Black, one of the greatest things I did for my walk with God is I put my shoes under my bed. And I'm thinking... What would that have to do with your walk with God? He said, easy. Yeah. He said, every morning when I got up, 
I had to get on my knees to get my shoes out from under my bed. And every night when I went to bed, I had to get on my knees to put, push my shoes under my bed. See, it's a pattern. And all the patterns in our life are getting us what we want or what we're getting. Not what we want, but what we're getting. And the key with life, my background in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is all about patterns. And when you can identify the pattern, then you ask yourself this simple question. Is this getting me what I want? If the answer is yes, lock it up. Store it. Duplicate the pattern. If the answer is no, reimagine the pattern. Re-identify that new pattern. Run the pattern. And then ask the question, is this getting me what I want? Because Einstein told us very clearly, he was a pretty smart man, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's just crazy. Oops. And so if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. You know, in Covey's uh, book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about the difference between leadership and management. And he says managers are sharpening machetes. They're working on muscle enhancement programs. And they're figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. Because he who has a why can bear almost any how. That's what Nietzsche said. He who has a why can bear almost any how. How is about management, but why is about leadership. So in that same jungle, a leader climbs the tallest tree, surveys the entire situation, and if need be, he yells out, wrong jungle. Wrong. And man, someone needs to get in Joe Biden's ear, whoever's talking to him in that mouthpiece, that earpiece, uh, and tell him, wrong jungle. You're destroying our country, dude. Uh, man, you need to go back to church and Stop ask it. the Catholic Church what they believe because you don't even know what you're supposed to believe. And so today we're talking about helping people in the process of grief because let's be honest, there's a lot of us uneducated white derelicts that are mourning, grieving for the loss of our country. We used to stand for, for freedoms, you know, freedom of press, fair, free and fair press, freedom of speech. Uh, freedom to bear arms. Uh, we didn't uh, uh, attack our political opponents. We had a single justice system. Now, you can say it was a little biased in certain regards racially. I get that. I can see that. But listen, we don't have a free and fair press anymore. It's part of the Democratic Party. We now have state-run media just like China and Russia. So, I mean, it, it's the same thing. They carry Joe Biden's water. Uh, we, we have a two-tier justice system. If your name is Biden or if your name, like Hunter, or if your name is Hillary, like Clinton, uh, if you're a progressive, if you get arrested during the Black Lives Matter rallies or the Antifa riots, you'll get run out of jail a couple hours later. But if you go January 6th to D.C. and you happen to be a white conservative uh, and you believe that the election was stolen at the core of democracy and, and you do something, then you're a criminal. You know, we used to have a freedom, uh, the ability to have fair elections. We don't even have fair elections anymore. So we have a two-tier justice system. And now we attack, we prosecute uh, our political opponents. They're not going to be happy until they throw Donald Trump in prison. And they're working hard at it. But Hunter Biden, don't worry about him. Don't worry about Hillary Clinton destroying evidence that was under subpoena or, or smashing cell phones. Yeah. So you got to realize we're being programmed, people. And there's a lot of grief out there. And so grief usually has to do with a loss. And we usually think about loss of a life, but there can be also other losses, right? You gotta realize it's a loss. It's a degree of, of emotional despair, if you will. 
And so when people go through this, they need people to walk through them. Grief will be dependent on a number of factors. Uh, the degree of attachment to the person lost or the th- situation lost, a degree to which the person enriched your life, and the quality and length of relationship, the nature of the death. All that, right? George Floyd, it was the nature of his death. George Floyd isn't celebrated because of the way he lived his life. There's nothing exemplary about what George Floyd did with his life. The only reason we know anything about George Floyd, George Floyd because of Derek Chauvin. If Chauvin wouldn't have done what he did, you'd never know who George Floyd was. He wasn't. He, he's not memorialized because of the way he lived his life, like Dr. L- Martin Luther King. He's memorialized by the way he lost his life. Let's just be honest. I'm not saying anything about any of that. Let's just be honest. Quit lying to ourselves. Jesus said the truth will set you free. But as God said, first it's going to make you miserable. And so you got to understand the process of grief. Uh, Colin Murray Parks in his book Bereavement suggests four phases in the grief process. Remember, I go through, there's a process. Some call it five. Some have different words. But she, uh, he says numbness, emotions are frozen, pining, desire to bring back the lost, depression, preoccupation with the loss, and recovery, development of a renewed identity. And based on Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's research on death and dying, the following model for understanding the normal reactions to grief and loss has been developed, right? There's a there's an upside-down bell curve, right? You go through a lot of things, shock and fear and anger and sadness and guilt. That's part of life, and they need someone to walk with them. You go through physical problems where you're not sleeping. You go through thinking problems where you can't stop the memories. You get dreams. You're confused. You go through behavior problems where you pull back socially, where you don't want to work. You got habits, right? And the grief phrase is a a lot of things that people need to process through. And it's so much easier to process through when they have someone to walk with them. And you could be that one person walking with them. And we need it, ladies and gentlemen. I just saw this come across the wire. Minneapolis protesters hold city council VP hostage by blocking vehicle demanding riot charges dropped. Andrea Jenkins says she was held a hostage, much like black businesses and residents in George Floyd Square. The vice president of the Minneapolis City Council says she was held hostage while attending a pride celebration over the weekend as the video shows a large group of protesters blocking her vehicle. They were extreme Black Lives Matters demonstrators and many with their cell phones out recording it. And this is a, a black woman who I think is transgender and they still almost abused her. Do you see how we lack emotional intelligence? Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you out. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. This is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. I wanted to restate and emphasize how thankful we are to have such great customers from this station. We genuinely appreciate the comments and compliments on how we approach business. We even appreciate the criticisms and challenges we get on occasion. Recently, we had an interesting challenge about our name, the Kingdom Builders. This sure has stirred up a lot of discussion and study around here. It's no small matter to be sharing scripture and our understanding of it on air. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. 
we will continue to study and discuss our name, our purpose, and most importantly, our Lord. We humbly pray that you are doing your own due diligence in the study of the scriptures, like the Bereans. If you have any input or questions on this, you can always call us at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Ringing.